Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Ain't That Something, a tripod production. I'm your host, Brandon Martinez. Welcome back, everybody. This is Ain't That Something with Brandon Martinez. Today, we have a very, very special friend on the show today. Her name is Miss Madeline Avarice, a.k.a. Miss Maddie the Mad Editor. What's going on, Maddie? Uh, it's nice to see your face, and I'm sorry I can't be here in here in person today, so we're just doing this remotely, and yeah, I'm vibing. Brandon told me to look, you know, fresh. I'm looking fly. I'm feeling it today, so here we are. To be fair, I didn't say to look fly. I just said... Be prepared that however you're looking right now is how you're going to be looked at on social media. I don't ever want to tell a girl how she has to look because as a man, I don't think that's my responsibility. Uh, Like whatever a girl wants to do, that's all on her own. But you're looking very dapper. No, and I completely understand that. But like for me, it's like, ooh, I had the time to dress up. And like especially with quarantine and everything, it's like, oh, I can dress up like... I'm feeling it today. So thanks, Brandon. <laughs> no worries. I, I wish I could dress up. I'm actually wearing a sweatshirt and my chonies. So I, <laughs> I, I'm i just lounging it today, you know? I feel that so hard and especially like throughout the past three, few months. <laughs> so what are you up to lately? What are you doing? What did you do today? Oh, what did I do today? I mean, currently I'm on co-op right now. I've also been working out during this quarantine, kind of just give me something to do. I always need something to do or otherwise it just gets me like... A little anxious I get I guess you can say and yeah I'm honestly I'm like I'm obviously as Brandon mentioned I am the editor so I'm editing Brandon's shows currently this is episode number three that we're on so three yeah big three the big three like all oh, like you know what's it you know how they like terrible twos like no this is the best three like the best one the best two the best three and I know Brandon always has like a drink with me but today I have sparkling cider today Spark- what kind of sparkling cider is it um, it's apple sparkling cider and wow. it's in a that's pretty a, bottle. Yeah, that's a neat bottle. It. It's like, it's blue and it's also has like the Luna and all that, which if anybody knows me, I'm like heavily into astrology. Um, not to say that like, I'm not like other girls. I'm into astrology. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, no, like I kind of saw this. So I'm like, wow, that's a pretty bottle. I'm going to go get it. So I picked it and now it's like my favorite thing ever. You know, I think uh, astrology is pretty cool. Actually, I was uh, trying to figure out my birth sign. I think that's what it is. That your mm-hmm. your birth your birth sky. I don't know. But I was listening to this crazy podcast with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Hashtag my celebrity crushes both of them. <laughs> and they were talking about like how like the sun and the sky is like aligned to determine who you are as a person. And it's just like mind-blowing i didn't understand a thing that they were saying but it was just so interesting so i'm gonna give you a little crash course so there's three parts to you um when you are born there's your sun your moon and your rising so your sun is like what your birthday is um i'm born on december 22nd and that's the start of capricorn season so i'm a capricorn which also makes perfect sense i'm like very hardworking and i love money which are like the stereotypes but i digress And then there's your moon, which is who you are emotionally, like what you don't show to other people. And for me, that's a Gemini. And your rising is what people perceive you as. So I'm a Virgo, which also kind of makes sense. So that's your basic crash course. There's like plenty of websites out there where you can go in and be like, let's put the day I was born, what location I was put. You have to know your time that you were born. Okay, like that, you know, if you don't know your time, then 
you know, you just don't know. Which for me, it was like, do you want the technical answer or do you want the legal answer? Because when I was born, <laughs> the clock was 10 minutes ahead already into midnight. What? But, right. But when my mom was looking at it, it was 10 minutes late, but after, like before midnight. So there's no like official answer. We're just going by what the answer says on my birth certificate. Nothing lines up there, right? Nothing really lines up. So I just assume I'm a Capricorn or I'm born on the cusp of like Sagittarius, which is a fire sign. But I really can't get on board with that because I'm an earth sign and earth signs tend to be, you know, a little more introverted. I'm not yeah. so out there. So I, uh, I'm a Scorpio. And like to some people, that's like really cool. But to other people, they're like, it's a little bit too much intensity for me. Like uh, I remember one girl, uh, I'm not going to name drop her, but uh, we dated for a little while. But she was like, Brandon, like. This would have been great, but like you're just so intense, and it's because you're a Scorpio. I'm a Taurus, and we're you're a Scorpio, and we just can't continue this. I mean, just tell me it's it's not me, it's you. That's all you need to tell me. You don't need to you don't need to use my uh, my astronomical signs to to break up with me. You know, like people always shade on Scorpios like all the time, so it's okay. But I love you for who you are, Brandon, Scorpio or not, but. Definitely, I'm curious, like, if you ever go, like, on these websites, you should definitely, like, look up what your moon and rising is. I would be loving to know that. <laughs> totally. Uh, I'll actually do that during the show. But, uh, so I used to have this app called CoStar, but I had to delete it because it freaked me out entirely too much because I'd get my horoscope for the day. Like, I'm very superstitious. Like, right. And I'll get, like, a, my horoscope for the day, and, like, one thing will go, go wrong, and I'll look at my horoscope. That's it. Like, my whole life was, I was basing my whole life on this horoscope, and it's, like, it doesn't seem very healthy, you know? Oh, people, like, everyone is, like, obsessed with CoStar, and especially with CoStar, you can, like, look up other, what your friends are doing as well. Like, you really? can see what your friends, yeah, you can see what, like, your friends are doing. Like, how's your friend's horoscope today? Like, oh, matchy, matchy. I actually never downloaded CoStar because, I mean. Never? Yeah, no, I never. I wasn't, like, really, like, too, too interested in that. So I kind of just let it be. But, no, I think my friend Andrea, she used to, I when I used to work in retail, I worked at Pet Value for, like, two Pet years. Pet Value. I, yeah, and I think that's when I met you. I was like, oh, I have work. And you're like, oh, where do you work? And I'm like, I work at Pet Value. My former coworker, Andrea, shout out to Andrea, love you. She is the queen of astrology. I absolutely adore her. She, like, gave me three books she gave me three books to learn about astrology, and two of them I really didn't get, so I kind of just laid low on them. I'm like, okay, no, but then there was one that kind of really simplified it for me, so I've been learning through the books and not through an app, which makes me feel really old school, but okay. Really old school is better than nothing, right? Absolutely. So I remember the first time I met you, we all got together at my friend's apartment. Shout out to Alessandra. Hi, Allie. How you doing? Uh, you're going to be on the podcast in a few weeks, so I'm excited about that. Just a little bit of a, a name drop there. But we went to go see that band that was playing, uh, Walk the Moon. Yes, Walk the Moon. They were actually really good live. And we, great live. And then we all went to Shake Shack beforehand. And I remember you were talking to my uh, one of my other friends about Motionless in White. And then I immediately hijacked the conversation because they were they were one of my favorite bands of all time and then the rest is history you know absolutely and like we were on board like oh my gosh avenge sevenfold avatar i mean i dropped i dropped the emo band like blackville brides like yeah. we went through this whole entire list actually i didn't see motionless and white when they were here in january uh i kind of neither did i yeah yeah, I kind of distanced myself from a friend at that point, so I was like, eh, 
you know, that's very kind, but like, you know, the person I was with at that, like my friendship at that time, I was like, you know, I'm not really into that sort of music anymore. I mean, as of right now, I have, I'm gonna do a shameless plug, shh, but <laughs> I have a radio show now called Bad Girls Gone Good on WKDU. I also have a I've listened to, I've listened to the show pretty good. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much. Ah, and I have a morning show called The Morning Brew with my co-host. His name is Bart. Shout out to Bart. He's the greatest. That's where I'm up to. And Bad Girls Gone Good is supposed to be like the vibe of Lana Del Rey with your flower crown. But she's also like, <laughs> she's also, she was a bad girl and now she's good. But she's also sort of depressed, but has a flower crown and like a cigarette in her hand. Like that's the vibe that I wanted to go for. So yeah, that's the show. But what's cool is our relationship started started off of music. And I think the best kind of friendships start with, like, what are you jamming to? You know what I mean? It's it's like you find that con- connection with somebody that you didn't know that you had. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's, like, the perfect bonding because it's like, hey, I know you like this, but do you want to listen to this? And I do that with, like, everybody at the station all the time. Like, I think that's literally how, that's literally how all of our friendships form. And we're all different majors and we just all bond even though we are seen completely different we all bond you know through music so maddie what a lot of people don't know is i'm going to say i told you this numerous times you were like my creative muse (laughs) Uh, whenever i'm going through something i always hit you up with a uh do you want to do a photo shoot kind of thing and uh those photo shoots they turn out i mean they do wonderfully for you because you you got that clout but they they do like great things for me like i get the i get some clout based off like so all the followers i have on my social on my photography page at photos by brandon uh, you can check me out on Instagram. Our shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. Are because of all your friends that followed me after the fact we did your two photo shoots. Yeah, and like, that's what I love. It's like, hey, everybody, hit up Brandon. Swamp. Like, everything just went to you. And like, honestly, I'm very excited for our next photo shoot. I do have ideas because especially in this quarantine, I've been, I think everyone has been doing like a lot of spring cleaning in quarantine right now. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing as well. So I've been like, going through my closet i've been selling some things on ebay but then later at night i would like try on outfits that i would be interested in and i'm like this is cute like this is cute and then i hit the nail on the head i hit like it it felt like sitting on a throne with this outfit and i'm like wow i am a badass right now badass I'm a badass right now i want to do a photo shoot and i was going to bring it up for the spring but here we are. <laughs> like I always said, like if you ever want anything, just reach out. And we've done it numerous times. Uh, we were supposed to have a, sh- a shoot this spring. Do you remember? We even had a discussion about it, but then co-ops were coming up and we both got really busy. And then Ms. Rona came out and f***ed everything up. But yeah, I was I was kind of hesitant. And like, I still definitely want to do that idea. Like I, I can go on this topic later, this topic later, but I feel like as a woman, I know women love to be respected but at the same time it's like i also want to feel sexually empowered in some yeah. ways so that's why i decided to do that photo shoot but i know some people especially in the professional world will definitely not agree with that oh, so that's oh, why yeah, i yeah. turned away that's, yeah we talked about it like i was jo- i was uh in between jobs at the time and then i was just i had a lot of stuff to focus on i just think what the the call that we both made mutually was just the best possible choice you know um i don't ever want something that we do recreationally to define who you are professionally and sadly that happens entirely too much you know what I mean yeah and even though the spring it would have been like better like to do it in questionable at the same time I think now I think everything kind of just put a pause 
for right now and that's perfectly fine with me it did take me a moment because I feel like especially during quarantine I I don't know I just kind of, like I this sounds like absolutely silly but I was like why do I feel a little more self-conscious than usual and that's when I like started stepping on scales and I was like I need to do something about this and that's why I like started working out and also working out just to like you know, keep my motivation going. So I was like, you know what, when I get back to school in the fall, and whenever I do this photo shoot, I want to look my best. Like I want people to just start crying in the comments section. And these yeah. photos need to be like, a one. So that's where I've been at that. I feel I, I mean, for me, like, I took off my shirt the other day and I looked in the mirror and the mayor said, holy shit. <laughs> so, but you know, what? it's alright, because I'm comfortable with who I am. And if anybody doesn't care about that, then who cares, you know, like, as long as you're comfortable in your own skin. And uh, I, growing up, I had a lot of body image issues. And even in the military, I don't tell I had I uh, faced a lot of, uh, I made myself throw up a lot when I was in the military. Uh, I don't tell a lot of people that but uh, I just I wanted to make weight. And after I got out, it just, it really messed with me, you know, so I put on all this weight. But it, I feel healthy, healthier than I did before, because I'm not making myself vomit. I'm not making my, I'm not taking all these laxative pills. I'm not putting stuff in my body that I shouldn't do to make myself better in somebody else's eyes, you know? Right. And it's not about, you know, I think when being healthy, it's not just about physically, but it's also about mentally. And I think, you know, I know you're an advocate for mental health. People don't really talk about that. And I no. think that's just really upsetting. Uh, 100%. But just to get off that topic really quick, let's get on something a little bit lighter. So I have a, I have a new uh, part of the show that I want to incorporate. It's called, well, our show is obviously called Ain't That Something. So I have a question for you. Do you have an Ain't That Something story that you would like to share? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I'm i like trying to think of like what if they, that's, what's something. Like, hmm, ain't that something. Like, I don't know. What do you want to hear? <laughs> Like, is there, like, a topic you want to go on? Like, have you, Anything ever had you... This, have you ever had this happen to you? Because I think if you give me a prompt, I can go for it. All right, so I'm telling you, uh, the other day, well, a few months ago, I was riding the train, right? This is right before the onset of COVID. Like, we're all just chilling. It's like, eh, it'll, it'll stay over there. It won't come over here. We're all good. And then uh, I'm standing there. I'm taking the train back from, for, uh, I took a train on from 15th, and I was getting off at 30th. And then just as I'm getting off the train, somebody sneezed on me hard like i was supposed to go to a biology class right so as soon as i felt the sneeze i'm like it's over bro and then uh i walked back to my apartment i i fully accepted i still got some schnozzle on me you know what i mean i get undressed and i go right in the shower and i look at my phone i want to get out and i missed my biology test and i you know i was like you know what i got sneezed on today missed my biology test ain't that something that's awful i'm so sorry it's fine i'm not worried about it i i know but like especially when like coronavirus was like you know coming around here it was like everyone's being germaphobe but like i i can't even think of something that's like ain't that something mm. so maddie i so you mentioned that you were doing a co-op what is your co-op currently so co-op was a little bit tricky because in my major i have two co-ops summer of 2020 what is your major entertainment arts management and i concentrate in film and television Whoa. So, I <laughs> yeah. So, I I have two co-ops: summer of twenty twenty and summer of twenty twenty one. And for this summer, we kind of realized, you know, there's a lot happening with 
the virus going on right now. So my program director decided, okay, you have one of three and a half options. The half being you can drop your co-op altogether, but that's only for like rising seniors now. And I'm going to be a rising junior. So this really doesn't count for me, but you can either keep the co-op you have, move your co-op. So instead of 2020 and 2021, it'll be 2021 and 2022 after I graduate college. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I was not ain't feeling that, that. Ain't that something, you know? like Yeah, ain't that something. I was like, I'm not feeling this, like, at all. So I didn't do that. But then the third option was we can do an emergency replacement co-op. So that's why I applied for because I applied to... I'm not going to name drop the places, but I applied to a lot of places. And with everything closing, a lot of the film studios closed as well because you need a crew to film. Like, you need people, and that wasn't going to happen. So everyone was just doing things remotely just to stop the spread. And... I didn't hear from anybody. Everyone was going remotely online and, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. And I got paired with a wonderful author and producer in the Philadelphia area and she is just releasing a book. I absolutely love her and I'm very thankful that I have been partnered with her for this uh, co-op. At first I was like, well, I can't, like at first I kind of thought negative. I'm like, well, before this co-op started, I'm like, this is, I mean, like, this is all completely different. I feel bad that I didn't get these co-ops, but, you know, I will take whatever, any opportunity that I'll get. And I think people always tend to think of things in a negative light, and they yeah. don't tend to think about it in, like, oh, like, I'm going to get this out of it, or I'm going to, you know, get this out of it, or this experience. But I know maybe, like, she will be, like, a good resource for me in the future, and I'm very thankful for her in my life, especially, like, during this time right now. It's all about finding beauty in negative spaces, you know? Absolutely, and I think we need they definitely need to do a lot of this during uh, co-op, so. Yeah, co-op, corona, it just really Coronavirus, shows, I meant. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine. It really shows how who you are as a person and just how diligent you are to get the things that you need to get done. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you're a big music head. You obviously have your own, uh, you have your own radio show, The Morning Brew, and then you also have your own... Well, that's a talk show, right? Talk show. <laughs> morning show is morning brew, but the music is bad girls gone good. So yeah. obviously you're a big music pad. You have your own morning show, The Morning Brew. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned that yet, but everybody go listen to that. Really good. And you also have your own radio show, uh, Bad Girls Gone Good. Also really good. Highly suggest go listen to it. Uh, so what is uh, what kind of music do you listen to now? So I think when I first met you, I was still kind of like in the heavy were, metal scene. Yeah, yeah you so, were. <laughs> that's where I was at but then I kind of like dive down and like indie soft girl vibes like Lana Del Rey-esque but WKDU it's more so of supporting your up-and-coming artists and supporting artists that really don't get recognition within the music industry so if you want to know who I am listening to right now popular take I guess like mainstream quote-unquote is Porcelain Black and I absolutely love her I am also listening to the artist Kitty Mall Kitty. Grab, yeah, she's just called Kitty. Mall Grab, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, and who else do I have here? Yeah, I think those are our curly people who I'm listening, which doesn't really fit my theme at all, to be completely honest. But with every, with, I mean, I'm not doing my show right now when we're recording this. It'll definitely be when the fall comes around, which is when all this will get released. Yes. And I plan on doing my show remotely. That's great. I haven't heard one single 
band that you just met or artist that you just mentioned i've been listening to a lot of obscure music too i've been as of late i've been really into this folk punk folk punk scene mm -hmm. especially the philadelphia folk folk punk scene there's this band uh uh his actually the lead singer is not around anymore i guess you could say he was the band eric peterson and he was in this band called mischief brew and uh, I highly suggest go listening to him. Uh, he had uh, some mental health issues, and sadly, he succumbed. He succumbed to that disease. Uh, so I, I highly suggest you go. You should listen to him. Really uh, happy music about some very unhappy topics. So it's like uh, he has a song called "Caffeine uh, Cigarettes and God." God, God, caffeine and cigarettes, and it's about going to AA. But he's just singing it really fast on this banjo, and he's like really happy. And at the end, he goes, "Oh, I'm so going to hell for this," you know. It's just, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's feel good music about not feel good topics. Right. And going back on King Gizzard and Liz Wizard, I was actually supposed to see um, them in person, like see them in a concert with Bart, who's my co-host, and we didn't. Get, and they rescheduled till October 2021 and not October what? 2020. It's quite sad, actually. But other artists that... I think, like, every at the end of every term, I do, like, a throwback episode, which is, like, my favorite artists of that term. So I'm just going to throw some things out at you that I liked, and people can be like, that sounds interesting. Okay. Nolan Garrett, Bodega, Jaguar Sun, Destroyer. Destroyer. Yeah, Destroyer. The Pom Poms, which is, <laughs> which is, uh, oh, which is Kitty's like second band. Are they like a punk band or? They're kind of like hyper pop. Okay. James V is on here, and my favorite album of 2019, um, actually, my, yeah, my favorite album of 2019 was Uncle Jazz by Men I Trust. Men I Trust is, hands down, probably my favorite band of 2019. Wow. An album too. That's your favorite album? So if we're going to say favorite band and favorite albums, then obviously my favorite album of 2019 was Hotel Diablo featuring the great Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, I've, I've mentioned <laughs> you saw, him. You saw him in person too, which is also like, you were like, oh, my heart. <laughs> I was like, bro, like what's going on right now? It's like like coming downstairs when you're nine years old, seven years old and seeing all these Christmas presents underneath your Christmas tree for the first time. And it's like, Oh my god, I, I don't know what to do with myself. It was great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, totally suggest listening to Hotel Diablo if you have the chance. Really get into the whole mental health aspect. How many shows have you gone to? Wow. I mean, my first concert, I was 10 years old and I went to see Paramore. Paramore, that's a great... <laughs> hey, like, I'm so stoked that was your first concert show. That was your first show. And that was, and that was before they kind of went very, like, poppy. But I'm thankful I still saw them because I used to love Paramore so much when I was a little kid yeah. and i've been to like a few underground like a few diy shows obviously i used to go to everybody i went to everybody hits back in the fall and everybody hits is closed now and i'm depressed because that was like where all your di diy bands would yeah. go for their diy shows and it's closed because they sold the building which is unfortunate you know the diy shows and bands just have like a different kind of uh atmosphere and energy to it i mean oftentimes i saw this band called days and days at uh the Sherman Theater, it's about down where I'm from. And there's probably a hundred people in attendance, but they are all diehard Days and Days fans. And it's just the atmosphere, you're all together, you're all singing the same songs. You got your uh you get you, your lady there with a water basin just doing the the whole finger thing and she makes music with her finger. It's really weird. But uh I, I just 
wish more shows were like that, you know, we're, we're smaller, tight-knit groups, because stadium tours are great, but you lose the, uh, you lose the emotion sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't know if I really have, like, like anything more to say on this topic, I just, I always, sometimes I always get anxious when going to shows as well, because then you feel the build-up, and then, like, the build-up happens, and it's like, crash, like, I definitely also felt that when I was, like, getting tattooed as well, I'm like, I'm so excited, like, I yeah. can't wait to, like, do this, and then it hits me, and I, like, get really nervous, like, right beforehand. Then it hits me, and then I just, I, you could just see it myself slowly declining that I am tired, and it happened, and it's like I'm hot, like, I'm drunk or high, and, <laughs> you know, that's the story about how my tattoos go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine are pretty similar to that, but how many, how many tattoos do you have? I currently have two. I do want to get a third one, like, on my thigh, because I'm always thinking about, like, I want to get a leg piece, actually. Wait, don't um, you have one on your leg already? I have, yeah, I have one on my leg. It's a starry night. And then I ha- on my ankle, I have the hands of God and Adam um, on my ankle, which is weird for me because I'm not really religious. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is weird for me. I'm not really religious, but I think you might know this about me. I went to Catholic school mm-hmm. for 6th through 12th grade. And that is not the choice that I wanted to make. It was a choice that my parents made because when I was in fifth grade, this was a mixture between the school district of Philadelphia and No Child Left Behind. I was kind of succumbing to test grades instead of, you know, an actual child learning and being an individual. And I remember I failed the test. Like passing was 70 and failing was 69 and below. I failed the test. And my teacher said to me, Take this test home and give the correct answer so you can get a better grade. Does that sound wrong to you? That sounds extremely wrong. Yeah, like that didn't sound right and that didn't sound right to my parents. And I was also the quiet kid in class at that time. So they just kind of, you know, pushed me back to the back of the classroom. And my parents had enough and they just sent me to a Catholic school, which in sixth grade, I failed everything. I failed math. I failed science. I failed religion out of all things. Like, how do you even fail religion? How do you fail religion? (laughs) Yeah, like, how do you fail religion? And, you know, but but ever since then, I've been doing good academically. I mean, I'm not a top A student. I'm not really academic like that. And it still kind of trickles down. And I think No Child Left Behind is our generation, like Gen Z, I guess you could say, because it was established in 2002 and repealed in 2015. And... I take that very seriously because when I went into high school, my best friend, she still stayed at a Philadelphia public school, but she was in honors classes when she Mm. went to high school. And I was in average classes, I guess you could say. So I was doing perfectly fine grade wise in my freshman year of high school, but she was really suffering and really struggling to like, you know, get these grades together. And I think her and I kind of talked about that, but going back to the original point of having gotten Adam on my ankle, is even though I was in a Catholic school for so long, I remember in sixth grade, on my birthday, by the way, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Catholic. I was baptized Presbyterian, but see, going to mass for like the first time in like years at that point, I just kind of followed what the rest of the students were doing. And you know how like awkward it is when like you're that age, like you just want to follow what everybody else is doing. And I went up and went to communion and my teacher grabbed my arm, yanked me out of line, and said, you don't deserve communion because you're not Catholic. You see... Okay, and from that... You just got me started on something. All right, so... And wait, wait, no, wait but then, and then at that... I, I'm going to finish the story. I hope you don't mind me, like, cutting off. No, but, no, 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 go for it. And then at that point, 
I was excluded from going to confession, excluded from any sort of prayers. I was excluded from anything else. So when I went into high school, this, this is like the better part. And I was in theology class because it's required. And I remember my theology teacher at the time, her name was Sister Fran. We love Sister Fran in this household. She's retired, but her, we spirit, love you, is sister. Still, her spirit is still young. She, <laughs> she kind of tapped me and she was like, when we were all like in the chapel, she's like, you know, you can go receive a blessing if you would like. And I'm like, sister, I, I never had this happen before. And I kind of explained the whole story when I was in sixth grade and she was appalled. Like she was absolutely disgusted. And I think from that point on, like, I was like, wow, this is like, you know, very kind. And I mean, for me, it was like, you know, kind of welcoming religious wise, because I never really had that welcoming because, well, all the stereotypes of Catholic church are coming forward at this point. Yeah. For me. But when I was a junior, I kind I kind of realized that there were some certain things that kind of struck me like, oh, the church is fine with gay people, but we don't acknowledge their marriage. And in my senior year of high school, my theology teacher, I love her, she said, you know, this and this, uh, something, something, but the church is against birth control. And I'm like sitting here like, why do I feel like the church is just very sexist? And there's like so many reasons that I, I it, it just baffles me and it didn't make sense. But in my... This is a very long story. I apologize. But in no, my... No, you're fine. Hey, you're the star. I'm just the host. <laughs> in my um, freshman year of college, I think that's the first time I actually decided I'm now officially on my own. Like, no one's watching over me. Like, no one's doing this. And that's why it was very hard for me freshman year, especially when I first met you during that time, is because I was still, like, a kid learning how to try to grow up. Yeah. And at that point, I kind of had, like, an existential crisis. And I wanted to know... I brushed off religion for so many years because I didn't agree with the teaching. People were doing more of a do as I say than do as he did, like do as Jesus did. Like Jesus at that time, like sat with women around the table, which was like forbidden against, like you don't do that. And like touched a leper and went with the people outside of his town. Like you don't do those things in Jesus's time. And they never like really explained that. It was just more of do as I say and do as and like, do as I say, instead of doing as he did. Like, that's kind of how I phrased it. So I've kind of came to terms with everything that was going on around me. And I realized like, you know what, I am happy with where I am in my life. I have also had some instances where like, people who I've known who passed away, they have had their like souls come back onto earth. Like there was a, we had a family friend, her name is Barbara. She loved to garden. She passed away in 2017, I believe. She loved to garden. And she had a husband who's still living currently. And there was a caterpillar that was coming on top of her tombstone and then eventually attached to her husband's pant leg. And I think that kind of makes me realize, like, you know, like, this is something that I, I can foresee myself. So not to go all existential, but that's why I kind of have it. And I want to, like, think of those relationships, like, you know what, be who you are today and... Think of like how the Buddhists teach you because I think in America we're so like head on. We want instant gratification. We want this and that. And we don't really think of like, you know, present moment. That instant gratification. Also, ain't that something, right? Ain't um, that something. Ain't that something. That instant gratification is something that so many people look for. Like, all right, so I'm going get, to get a little deep here. As you all know, I, as some of you might know, and as Maddie knows, I did suffer from sobriety issues uh, with when it came to certain pills and things like that. But it's because I needed that instant gratification. I, when I got out of the military 
everything comes back to this. But you know what? I'm not ashamed of that anymore. The military was a big part of my life, and I'm not trying to hide it. Uh, when I got out, I didn't really have a purpose, and I didn't really have time to decompress. Uh, I just went straight back into working and going to school. So I wanted some kind of instant gratification that made me feel good about myself. And that's when I turned to pills, you know? And thank, thank, thank you to the higher power to uh, that got me through it. You know what I mean? My friends, everybody, my friends, my family. But I think that instant gratification really messes with people. I mean, it can be good, but it can also be really bad. It's, I think we need to learn how to be patient and we need to learn. There are so many things that we need to learn that instant gratification can't provide for us. And I, I don't know, like, I'm trying to find words to describe this like immediately with like in a podcast, but I think people can understand, like, you know what? We need to focus on today. We need to focus on who we love. We need to focus on ourselves. We need to, we should see the good and we shouldn't see the negative. Exactly. But you know what? If anything, COVID-19 has taught us is it's that instant gratification will not always be there. Patience is a virtue, you know? I think COVID and this whole pandemic is teaching us a lot about ourselves and a lot about the world and a lot about our future. 100%. Speaking of future, Madeline. Yes. What do you think you want to do uh, after college? I know you said you want to do like a TV production and stuff like that, but like ultimately, like what do you, what do you see yourself doing in like 10 years? 10 years? I'll be 30. Um, I'll be, I will be 35, so I, I feel you sick. on that one. Um, at this point, okay, if you're telling me like, where do I see myself at 30? Okay, I want to be married at that point. Like, yeah, sure, that's that's fine. Um, but at 30, I don't know. Like, I just, I want to see myself happy and, like, successful. I know this is, like, so cheesy. It's so no, silly. No, be cheesy. Embrace <laughs> the, this show has no, like, forum. Like, let it, well, it, it is a forum. It has no whatever. <laughs> make it whatever you want it to be. If you want the show to be cheesy, we'll let it be cheesy. We'll let it go the entire time. I mean, like, at 30, yeah, I do, like, want to be married at 30. Like, I'm 30, for crying out loud. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Like, I do see myself as successful. Like, I want to be a producer. I want to be, you know, an editor, too. Like, I I kind of want to make, a, like, a name for myself. And I think that's also kind of, like, the hardworking point within me is that I always want to tr- strive to achieve better. Like, I always want to do this. And I always want to do that. Sometimes I feel like Princess Azula without the emotional instability from Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender. That's how hardworking I can get. Throw and, it back to Avatar The Last Airbender. Hey, that's what I've been watching during this quarantine. Like, whoop, have whoop. you Have you watched Legend of Zara yet? Korra. Cor- Legend Legends of, of Sorry, Legend of Korra. I am currently watching Legend of Korra right now. It's actually supposed to be on Netflix very soon, but I already have it on DVD. So you have that's that's something I haven't heard in a long time. I have that on DVD. Hey, look, that's also something the station like made me realize we're bringing back CDs, tapes, you know what may have you. It's just nice to appreciate those little things. But still, I'm thinking on the thing with thirty. Um, I want dogs. I want some dogs. I want some cats. Partial what kind of dogs. Zoo. Corgis. Corgis. <laughs> Corgis, definitely. And yeah, I I don't know. I like I want the best for myself and I kinda I don't know, I kinda feel like I wanna be dominance, I wanna be this, but I also wanna be like a mentor for people at the same time. I agree with you one hundred percent. If I'm not a mentor of some sort, 
within the next 10 years, that means I failed somewhere along the way. Because we all learn different things. And we with that with that learning, we have the ability to teach that to other people, you know, um, to give them that knowledge that they don't have that we got from people that mentored us. So you mentioned in the beginning, when you were talking about the photo shoot, uh, that you're really big into sexual empowerment, especially for females. I truly think, and I've said this before, that the future is female in all things. If it's future female sexual empowerment, let it be, you know? Absolutely. And it kind of like makes me angry because it's, I mean, obviously I do feel like the times are changing now. And especially within my friend group, we all kind of agree, but it's like, oh, a man can sleep with however many women he wants, but the woman has to be like, you know, you got to be docile. You got to, you know, keep it together. You can't, you know, do this. And I'm like, well... I, you know, when I put this, like, outfit together and I felt, like, really confident in myself, like, mind you, it's, like, a lace bodysuit that's, like, in the lingerie section. I was like, you know what? I'm, like, like, who is she? Like, I'm a badass. So that's why I was like, you know what? I really want to do this because not only for me, but, like, I want other people's jaw to drop. And sometimes as a woman, as much as we deserve to be respected, there are some points where there's just a moment that hits with between us that we want to feel empowered. Like we want to be like, I want your jaw to drop. Like I want, you know, this and that. And it's, I don't know. Like I think growing up, I think growing up for me, like how's like, you know, the talk was described in my household. My mom, God bless her. I'm thankful (laughs) for her because she wanted to be the mother that she never had. Her talk was don't come home pregnant. All right. Like, where does that go? And in my high school, I graduated with 16 moms, some who were already like becoming pregnant. Like this is just to show you how this conversation doesn't really translate well into, you know, like our society. It's like, don't be on birth control. Like that's a sin against God. Or, you know, you like, we shut it off. Like you'll be kicked out of this house. You're pregnant. But no, my mom was like, Hey, you're dating this person. And I was like 17. It's like, you're dating this person. And if you really like, them, let me know if you want to be on birth control. And I said something and I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. And she's like, okay. I don't think we do enough for sex, edu- sex education. Um, in a ma- and not to just go off on a tangent like this. Um, I don't want to get in trouble. But uh, but no, we're talking about some really good stuff here. Um, but I think sexual education should should be a little bit more uh, in depth. You know, for me, I only had it for one year, my freshman year of high school. That should be like a four-year thing, you know. Um, times are changing and people society and the education system needs to shift with the changing times you know and on top of that i don't think uh on female empowerment i don't think a man should ever 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 fucking tell a person a woman what they should and shouldn't do when it comes to their sexual when it comes to their lives as a whole whether that be sexual empowerment or independence whatever it's it's their lives you know amen Amen. And who am I? Who am I to say that you can't go out and wear that because you are my girlfriend? You know, you what you're like. Let's say uh, you're my girlfriend and you're going out with the girls. I, I hate how people are always like. You see it all the time. How people are always like, "Oh no, you shouldn't be wearing that. It's not okay. You have a guy at home. Who the hell cares? You know, if that if your relationship is secure with that person, then it should not matter." I just, I was stomping, I'm sorry. That's okay, that's okay. And I think for me, it's like not only are we talking about this, like what's going to happen in school. We're talking about 
what happens between a parent and a child. Like why hide things from your children when they're just gonna be doing it anyway? Like for example, look at drunk driving, like alcohol, you know, drugs, like sex, like why hide things from your child when they're probably gonna be experimenting with this stuff anyway? And not to like go off on a completely tangent, but. <laughs> no, no, and this, this is stuff that people need to hear and I'm, this is my moment to be Joe Rogan, so I don't, I'm just gonna let it roll. You know, people do need to hear this. Um, I had, I, like I mentioned before, I had issues with substance abuse and alcohol. I drank a lot when I was in the military. Why? Because when I was in high school, my love my parents. They did the best that they absolutely could. But I was, I was very sheltered, you know? So I never got the chance to, you know, have that typical high school experience. So if I was introduced to that earlier in life, I truly believe I wouldn't have had the alcohol issues that I had while I served. So Maddie, it's your boy Brandon. Just me and you via yeah. Zoom. Zoom yes. University, if you could say it. It's like your conference. We're going to do a quick question and answer, all right? Hit it. All right. First tattoo. Uh, my thigh on my, <laughs> my thigh. Uh, the night sky on my thigh. I was 18 years old. 18 years old. Where was it? Done. Uh, Crescent Street Tattoo in Maniunk. Her Shout name out. is Jackie Brown, and I absolutely love her. Shout out Jackie Brown. First album that you bought on your own. Ooh. Maybe, I think it was like my, it was something old, like maybe My Chemical Romance or Welcome to Avenged... the Black Parade. No, it was actually um, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Maybe uh... Avenged Sevenfold. Um, I did, per it was a lot of emo music. Let me, let me tell you that. I, I don't remember exactly, but it was somewhere around that realm. All right. If it was a lot of emo music, question for you. Is emo dead? No. <laughs> No. no. Oh, no. People are reviving their childhood memories, and I love it. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, or Pandora? You see, iTunes is not sketchy. iTunes, it, like, you actually pay to contribute the artist a little bit. Spotify is sketchy because it's a streaming service, and even though streaming is free, artists are not being paid directly, and there's a lot of issues with Spotify with musicians that they're not being paid properly during this pandemic. But if you're, okay, if you're asking me from a business point, like if you want to support the artist, go with iTunes. If you want to, you know, you're a regular schmegular person and you just listen to music, okay, Spotify. But no, support your artist and please buy music. Please don't stream, but buy music. Uh, I don't know Pandora, so she can go away. <laughs> I actually saw that uh, Spotify, they only uh, pay their artists like, six thousand dollars per every one million views and that's absolutely crazy you know i think for every song that an artist plays it's 10 streams for one song payment that is absolutely it's not crazy. right it's not right at all and this is why the music industry continues to get to this is why the music industry continues to screw over their artists yeah and you know lars ulrich got a lot of heat during the napster days for speaking out against napster but he knew what was Lars Ulrich, the drummer of Metallica? He knew what it was going to turn into, and he was the first one on the scene with that. So, much respect to Lars Ulrich of Metallica. All right, Sh stream or record player? Record player. I own one. Well, how many records do you own? Would you say? I think like ten, but I definitely want to buy more. Um, my friend and I want to go to a record store, so we might buy more eventually when we feel more comfortable going out. Cool. Uh, if you ever need a place to go, uh, 
this place called Repo Records on Fifth Oh, we and... know, we okay, know of Repo okay. Records in this household, okay? Like, I thought you were going to drop, like, an independent... I sound so hipster. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to nah. drop, like, another place. But we know of Repo Records too much. Actually, when I was stationed in Colorado, uh, in Colorado Springs, there was this record store called Independent Records. And I would honestly spend, like, four hours every weekend there because I love the incense it smelled there. Oh, it was wonderful. But I would spend like four hours going up and down the aisles buying re- buying and selling records. So record stores are just like the key to the past, you know? Absolutely. Same with like tapes. I mean, okay. I wish I had a tape recorder, but I don't, so. All right. So Converse or Vans? Converse. Why? I like things that tie up. I like tie up <laughs> shoes, like slip on shoes. You know, slip-on shoes don't last longer than actual tie-up shoes. There's so, that. I, you know, I tie all my shoes. I hate it when people are like, no, bro, just slip in your vans. No, you're supposed to tie the shoes to your vans, tie the laces to your vans. That way you have good ankle security. These people don't know anything about ankle security, and they wonder why they roll their ankles all the time. <laughs> Love that. All right, so we're done with the question and answer portion of that. Uh, oh, sorry, I was guys. having fun with that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back. We'll get back to it. Uh, uh, my roommate came and knocked on the door and uh, stopped the momentum. And he uh, he stopped the momentum. But uh, we that's my roommate Brandon as well. Uh, Brandon Colley. He's actually the IT for the Triangle, for which this podcast you were probably listening to. So shout out to uh, Brandon Colley. He's actually a mutual friend of Maddie and mine. I haven't like spoken to Brandon in two years. I'm disappointed in him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I'll let him know that right now. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, hey, Brandon. Maddie said she's tired of your <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> but actually, Brandon was the one that uh, I interrupted your conversation with him. Uh, that's how we started talking. Actually, uh, you guys were talking about motionless and white outside of Shake Shack, and I was like, "Scoot over, bro. This is I'm the captain now, not you." You're like, "Hey." Shut hey, up. Br- hey, shut up. It's, it's all me now. But I you- love how I love how you and Brandon are a dynamic duo. Like Brandon squared, you just do everything together. I'm like, yo, this is my homeboy. Like <laughs> he's tired of my <laughs> at this point. It's all right, but like he keeps me very much so grounded. But uh, I I love him. It is what it is. So Maddie, M- Madeline, yes, it's Br- it's Brandon doing that weird leg thing that you're doing. Yes. <laughs> Are you ready to come back to school in the fall? Ask some serious of, questions now. For a sense of normality, yes, I am ready to go back to school in the fall. Um, question: It's this really goes back to if this pandemic was diff- handled differently within the United States, we wouldn't be in the position that we are in right now, and. I don't know about the fall. The fall seems questionable. Like if we are put into online classes again, that's fine. As long as I can see my friends and have like an outdoor lunch on the park being socially yeah. distant. That's also fine with me. But I, I, I'm kind of excited to like go back to school in a way. But in college terms. But if you're talking about K through 12 students, no. I do not think so until they should go back into the winter until like 2021. Because they, it's it's not safe. And I feel like, you know, we need to look out after these kids. We need to look out after these teachers. We need to look out for these parents. I 
I care so much about education as a whole and I might and like I mentioned before this comes from my experience about being in a Philadelphia public school and being raised during no child left behind that really makes me think about like these things and that I want better for students and I want like like these two things that have clashed together Philadelphia school district and no child left behind this is what makes me wish I want better for students and I don't think that we should be going back to school like just yet this is it's it's angering, not at least until 2021 or until we can get a handle on this virus or until there's a vaccine or something along those lines. And I know it's like, well, this is a step back from students in their development years. Like I'm talking like the little ones, like three years yeah, old to we'll get over it. But no, but like that's really important because those are their development years. That's when they learn. That's when they grow. That's when they speak. That's when they start thinking for their own. Like we're going to be taking that away from them. Like this is. This is at the same at the same time that is important, but just keeping them safe, like you said, is the main priority. And I can I can only imagine what it's going to be like for these kids to be wearing that are two, three, four years old that are in daycare, having to wear masks all the time. I hate doing it, but like I know what I have to do for them that might not understand it. Like, come on, we got to understand. I mean, not so much the older kids, but I keep thinking of like that one age range that will start coughing on kids as yeah. a joke. Yeah. I don't know if that's just me, but, you know, those are also, like, another scary possibility that could happen. And I want, I think we all, we all can agree that we want children to go to school. We want children to be in a classroom. We want children to have a sense of normality, especially if, like, they're young and they can't remember this 20 years down the line. We, they need a sense of normality. But this could have been handled completely differently. And we didn't have to put ourselves in hundred thousands of deaths or cases or millions of cases or anything like that to get to the point where it is. And I love this because first of all, these are the things I can't say on air. But second, um, I, this is like truly how I feel. And I never really like kind of get political and it's not like people are like, you need to get political and be involved and put yourself on like social media. And as much as I agree, a lot of the information keeps cycling over and cycling over and cycling over and then poof, it disappears and then it's gone and then we completely forget about it because that's where our attention span does anymore. I don't want that. Anything that is important and value of use needs to be put into society and we all just need something to like mutually agree with. And I was going to say something, but I completely forgot. <laughs> you know, Maddie, uh, that was actually made really good sense. And I think that something that I never really uh, got... We've been friends for about two years, and I never really got that from you. And I, that's why I'm so glad about the show, because I get to learn stuff about my friends, about their different passions. Like, I never would have thought you were so passionate passionate about that. And it just makes it makes me so happy that I get to learn it, you know? Uh, secret. Actually, I think you might be interested to know this, but during this quarantine, I've been kind of writing like a rough draft, quote-unquote script, quote-unquote guideline of an education documentary wow. for like two years now. And it's it's kind of, it's in the beginnings talking about No Child Left Behind, but it's, you know, not completely flourished. So please expect that within two years from now. And oh, I, when, it, when you premiere it, I want to be the first, I want to get, <laughs> I want to be the first one to see it. You want the first ticket. <laughs> I want the first ticket. I want to be the first seat there. I want to be cheering you on the entire time. <laughs> Go, Maddie. Go, Maddie. Remember when we talked about this two years ago when on my podcast? <laughs> I do. And I believed in you from the very start. But, like, I... Th I mean... 
people talk about like No Child Left Behind and these topics a lot, but no one has ever, you can kind of see from afar, like, oh, what worked, what didn't work. No one actually knows what it's like to either experience it or know people who experienced it. Because I've had friends who experienced No Child Left, no Child Left Behind within a Philadelphia school district. And that's not okay. Oh, that is not okay. So Madeline, I'm calling you Madeline now. We're this deep into the friendship, deep into the That's show. That's fine. Right the other day, I texted you and I called you Madison. I really, <laughs> I really apologize for that. Uh, I was recording Catherine's episode, and as you all will be able to tell, it we had a very good time during that during that show. And it, Maddie was the first person I texted during that, so there's that. But Madeline, yes. If there's anything that you want these people to know about you, these listeners. Whoever is listening to this right now, that have one thing to know about you or one thing that you could leave them with, what is it? What, what, what would it be? This is also like another thing putting me on the spot as well. Um, you know, that's I thrive on that. You know, it's the spot, <laughs> spontaneity. Hey, like, uh, if you ever listen to Bad Girls Gone Good and Morning Brew, I know I'm professional in that standpoint, but I hope that what you got out of this podcast describes me from a personal point of view you may like me you may hate me that's perfectly fine but this is who I am and I've never kind of gauged on this like personal level with an audience before so thank you for listening and shameless plug (laughs) if you want to drop a plug drop them well I was gonna drop my Instagram handle if you want to follow me on Instagram at x miss maddie which is x m i s s m a d d i e underscore you can follow me there on instagram i'm very frequently active on there perfect Uh, everybody go follow maddie on instagram i will know if you don't do it so (laughs) maddie maddie i just want to thank you so much for being on my show you have no idea how much it means to me or how much you're valuable to me in my friend friend group you know like you just bring this extra bit of spunk and uh edge sometimes that i need you know and it really means and it really means so much to me and the fact that you're doing this being my editor i remember when i first found out that i was going to have a podcast you were the first person i texted to let them know that i was going to have it why because you have your own radio show and you have your own talk show and i was like wow i wanted to be part of my team and the fact that you're doing all the hard work just shows how committed you are i mean I don't care what anybody says. I am not the star of this show. I'm just the host. The full credit goes to my guests and to my amazing, absolutely amazing editor and good friend, Maddie. I couldn't do any of this without you, and I just want you to know how important you are to me. Thank you so much, and I'm so happy that I have met you as well and that you're like, you. we spark, we bounce creative ideas off of each other. We're like that creative spark, and I am so thankful for that thank you for having me on i am very excited i was so excited to do this i'm like yes time to shine Woohoo! <laughs> and with that guys i just want to thank you so much for listening and i'll see y'all next week hey guys thanks for listening to this week's episode if you like what you heard go ahead and follow me on instagram at ain't that branded it's A-I-N-T-T-H-A-T-B-R-A-N-D-O-N. As always, I'll see y'all next week. Thanks for stopping by. Let's get it.